You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Rebound by Philip Paget on AO3. Alexandria, Virginia, 1991. Oh my god, yes. She whimpers against his ear, and he feels her cunt grip him desperately, pushing him nearly over the edge. Fuck, he hisses through clenched teeth, thinking about baseball and the case file he plans to start investigating on Monday. Anything to distract him from embarrassing himself in front of the little nymph he has pinned to his couch, her fingernails digging into his ass as she encourages him deeper. He'd felt embarrassed bringing her back here, knowing that he had no bet on which to do the thing it was very clear they both intended on doing. But she never asked him about his bedroom. The door had snicked close behind them. He'd made a glib comment about his apartment being shabby, and within thirty seconds, her hand was stuffed down the front of his pants as they stumbled toward the living room. He tries not to think about Diana, who took her bed and a majority of the other furniture with her when she moved out abruptly just a few days prior. He wanted to ask if she planned to ship her Serta over to Europe or if she was taking it out of spite, but she never gave him the chance to. A note on the counter, along with the engagement ring he'd given her, were apparently intended to be her final words to him. The ring that had adorned his own left hand for the past year is in his jeans, which now lay on the floor somewhere near the coffee table. She'd asked him about the ring back at the bar, her berry-stained lips quirking at the corner while her eyes narrowed appraisingly. Married? she'd asked, and he didn't miss the disappointment in her voice. No, He'd insisted, slipping the ring off and tucking it in his pocket. Planned to be, but no. The ring was more symbolic, I guess. He'd tried to explain, but she slid her palm comfortably over his wrist to silence him. As long as you're not involved now, I don't need to know the details, she'd said in a syrupy voice, her tongue thick with whiskey. He gathers that she recently ended a relationship as well though she was far from forthcoming with the specifics. New to the area, definitely over 18, mouth like a siphon. This is the extent of the information he needed before deciding to take her home and fuck her within an inch of her life. He doesn't even know her name. Wait, she says raggedly, pushing his hips away. I want to be on top. He smiles at her confidence, her candor. He's so used to women talking in circles around what they really mean, and he finds her straightforwardness refreshing. She sinks down on his cock, and suddenly he's incapable of rational thought. Jesus, you're huge, she murmurs, her eyebrows stitched and her hands on his shoulders. He looks down where he's disappearing between her legs, his shaft glistening with her wetness. He settles his hand on her narrow hips thinking that her petite frame is probably more responsible for the tight fit than he is, but he certainly doesn't want to discourage her from waxing poetic about the size of his cock. His eyes scatter over her body, alabaster skin, small pendulous breasts with pert raspberry nipples, a full patch of carmine curls at the apex of her thighs. He lifts his gaze higher and finds her smiling coyly at him, her lip pinned between her teeth. You're really beautiful, he says reverently, lifting his hand to palm her cheek. She closes her eyes briefly, 
her fair complexion pinking under the influence of his praise. When she looks at him again, her pupils are dark and mischievous. You say that to all the girls you have sex with on this couch? She asks as she lifts her hips, dropping down again sharply. She gasps as the head of his cock collides with her cervix, and he groans, resisting the urge to arch up into her. No, he replies tightly. But I've only had it for a couple of days. She laughs, and he feels her contract around him. The combination of the barking, melodious sound and the way it grabs at him makes him feel a surge of joy that catches him off guard. Unexpectedly, embarrassingly, tears prick at the corner of his eyes. She cocks her head to the side, considering him, and then seems to decide that she knows what he needs. She leans forward, brushing her lips across his softly, and whispers, Make me come. He ruts up into her, grinding lasciviously as he pinches one of her raspberry nipples between his fingers. She whimpers, bringing her own hand down and tucking it tightly between them. He feels her knuckles press into his pubic hair as she plays with her clit, her kisses growing sloppy as they are increasingly interrupted by soft moans and spasmodic clutches that make his balls draw up tightly against his body. What's your name? She asks him suddenly, her voice an octave higher than it had been moments before. What? He asks, thrown off his rhythm. I've never had sex with a man I couldn't name, and I don't intend to start now, she says, disturbingly practical for a woman moments from climax. Mulder, he provides, thrusting up into her sharply. She gasps, then grinds her hips forward and back quickly. I'm gonna come, she professes her cunt squeezing him with a strangling grip. He growls, holding back with every ounce of strength in his body. Her head tips back, the column of her neck glowing in the low light as she falls apart, clutching and releasing, a flutter of a moan tumbling from her lips. He pistons up into her greedily, finding his relief as she comes down from her own. Minutes later, he returns from the bathroom after disposing of the condom and finds her tugging her jeans over her hips, a bashful expression on her face. I better get going, she says lightly. Thanks for the drink. He leans against the door jam, catching a final glimpse of her breasts before she tucks them back into the cups of her little black bra. I never got your name, he says, wondering if she'll give him a number if he asks for it. She smiles to herself as she plucks her t-shirt off the floor. I don't believe you gave me yours, Mulder, she says playfully. I did. Mulder is my last name, he defends. That's what everyone calls me. She eyes him skeptically, deciding whether he's telling the truth. Dana, she says finally, slipping her feet into her shoes. Dana, he repeats. Maybe sometime we could... Look, Mulder... She cuts him off, and he holds his hand up to stop her. Okay, I get it, he says, and she relaxes a little, relieved. I'm not really available, she explains. I start a new job on Monday, a whole new career, actually. I just got out of a relationship. It's not a good time. He nods. It's not really a good time for him either. Maybe we'll cross paths again someday, he says hopefully as he follows her to the door. 
and she stops before opening it. Perhaps we will, she replies. Goodbye, Mulder. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.